And I, I loved my son so much, but I also felt like there was something wrong with me that I struggled, right? I was like, I love him, but like, what's wrong here that I'm not experiencing blissful joy or like that I wanted to go to yoga, right? So it was this sense of there's something wrong with me and I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Stephanie Rosenfield, a mom coach who focuses on helping overwhelmed moms enjoy the life they always wanted. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I also want to talk about a couple of events we have coming up, one starting April 1st. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or in the early postpartum stage and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways and 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this a unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. The other event we have coming up is the first ever Entering Motherhood Festival, and it is happening on May 15th, 2022, right here in the Greenville area. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm super excited to have you here today and really get this conversation started. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Great. I am Stephanie Rosenfield. I am a mom coach. I help overwhelmed, frustrated moms feel less exhausted, more calm, patient, connected, and just like enjoy the life that they always wanted. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that is like something so needed. And it's also, you know, I don't know if it's like new to me or like just like new in general, but I think it's like such an awesome kind of um, field to be in right now because our moms, like we all need so much support and we really need, you know, somebody there kind of like helping us through these moments. And so what really kind of like led you down that path and what really kind of like brought you to become a mom coach? Yeah. So I knew I always wanted to become a mom. I think it was sort of part of that. One of the things I checked off, like graduate college, have a career, get a boyfriend, get married, have a kid. Right. But then I felt really ill-equipped the moment that I gave birth. And I remember so vividly, it was maybe six weeks after I had my son, I was sitting in my condo pumping, hadn't showered in like seven days. And I was looking out the window and I saw these like three girls holding coffee, smiling in their workout clothes, going to yoga. And I remember having this like overwhelming, wow, things are never going to be the same again. Like I won't ever be able to do that. And I was, but I think it was this sense of I had gone from being in complete control of my life to grasping to control things like the feeding schedule, the sleep schedule, folding laundry, doing dishes. And I... I loved my son so much, 
but I also felt like there was something wrong with me that I struggled, right? I was like, I love him, but like, what's wrong here that I'm not experiencing blissful joy or like that I wanted to go to yoga, right? So it was this sense of there's something wrong with me and I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. And I like sort of thought, I'm like, oh, this is just how it's supposed to be, right? I like talked to friends, I Googled it and everyone's sort of like, yep, just got a grit and bear, <laughs> feeling happy, exhausted and frustrated. And I also felt like the barometer of like happiness once I became a quote unquote mom was driven by society, right? It was like a clean house, um, making dinner, working, but being home with your kids, like that's what equals a happy life. And I didn't like that version, like mommy wine time and target therapy. Like that just wasn't what made me, I don't know. I was like, that's not the happiness that I want here. Um, And the turning point for me was really, I think my son was close to six months. We experienced like a sudden loss. My brother-in-law died from a brief, brief illness very suddenly. And it was, it was devastating. And I remember just like sitting in the pitch black of my room with my husband sleeping, like scrolling my phone and Googling like how to have a happy life. And I think that moment for me, like I knew I had like two paths I could change. I could either stay on this path of gritting and bearing, feeling frustrated, pretending my way through, or I could make a conscious change and like live my life like with more connection and happiness and real joy. And, th- and that's the path that I chose. So I sought guidance and support through a life coach, uh, which was unlike anything I'd ever done. I'd been in, in therapy before. I had done some self-help things, but I found coaching to be very solution-focused. And then I went back through a year-long certification program, and I knew that like my dream or my drive was to help moms who want to, to empower them to be the solution for themselves and their family, to live that happier life. So yeah, that, that's my why. Yeah. I think, you know, how you were saying that you were kind of getting that like general overview, like message of like, oh, this is just what motherhood is. And like, you know, we're just supposed to be exhausted and like, you know, just all burned out and no, we're just all there for like kids and our family now. Like, we don't have that time to ourselves other than like you said, like, you know, like wine nights or going out to Target. And I think like, you know, there's, there's so much more to it. And like, we don't have to settle for that kind of just, oh, this is what motherhood is. You said like finding moms that don't want just that, like they want to be more empowered and fulfilled and, and live a life that just has, you know, something either uniquely their own or, or brings them real change. And I think we're, we're starting to really like come into a time that that's more desired because it's seen more often. And I think that's, what's really amazing that like, you know, like people like you are like really starting to like step up and say like, I don't want this quote unquote, like mom life. That's like being like, demonstrated in society like I want something different and like knowing that we can kind of have like our own unique journeys and like all kind of like be there for each other together but like each kind of striving for for our own like wants and needs and stuff I think I think that's what's really kind of like coming to light and like 
having like mom coaches to say like, you can do this, like this is something that's possible and like giving them that like person to back them up. And, you know, you were saying too, like you went to a life coach and it's, it's so different than therapy. It's like such a unique experience to kind of be like guided along a journey that you're controlling, but they're supporting. Yes. Yeah. And I think what, what you said hits home, it's the idea of, I think my entire life, I always um, strived for the external, what was I was supposed to do. Graduate college, get a job, sort of check those boxes. And this is the path to happiness. And I checked the boxes. I got there. And it, was, it wasn't the, the happiness that I chose, right? It was being defined for me. And it was almost like I was an actor playing a part that I didn't I didn't want to be playing. Yeah. So what was that kind of like when you were initially kind of like going through this transformation and saying like, okay, like what do I want? Like not what box am I checking off, but like, what do I want? Where do I want to go? What do I like? Where was that in your postpartum journey? And what was kind of like going on during that transition? Right. I would say Benny was, um, my son was probably like a, a, like a year at that point. And it really required me to, to look within and decide, um, what do, what do I think? What do I want here? And, and reestablish my, my thoughts about my life versus what other people told me to do. I had a million parenting tips bookmarked on Instagram, right? I had all these external, um, activating ideas, but I would try things and it wouldn't really work for me or my family. So I remember a really huge aha for me was I uh, I think, again, my son maybe was like about a year and I was giving him lunch and I put it on a blue plate and I gave it to him, peanut butter and jelly. And he's like, I want green plate, right? And I'm like, no, you know, like over here doing the dishes. I'm like, the, you know, the blue plate's fine. No big deal. He's like, I want the green plate. And I started to get really frustrated and annoyed. And I'm like thinking he's, you know, have you ever, have you had a similar experience? You're just like, they're so un, you know, they can't control their emotions. This is ridiculous. Like it's a plate. It's no big deal. He threw the plate on the floor. I screamed. I made him clean it up. And I like felt so guilty after, right? The rest of my day just like spiraled. And then a couple of days later, this was pre-COVID, I was going to, going to yoga <laughs> with a friend. I was like, I did my yoga. But it was a hot yoga class and I was, she was waiting outside for me in her car and we were running late. And I, I had this one pair of yoga pants that I love. They're like the perfect weight, the perfect height. Like I love them for hot yoga. And she was texting me. She's like, we're going to be late. My husband's like, you have 30 pair of yoga pants. Put on anything. And in that moment, I was like, no, I have this one pair. Like it's, it's no one else understands, but like it's what I want. And it, I had this click. I was like, oh. Benny's like just like me. He has a. He, I may not understand why he wanted the green plate, but he's a human with preferences and ideas. Just like in that moment, no one else understood my yoga pants, <laughs> but I was like, I want these yoga pants. And when other people were like, "This is no big deal. You're being ridiculous," it felt so invalidating. So I think one of the biggest shifts for me was being able to approach him the next time with that understanding of like, oh, he's a human with preferences. And that doesn't always mean he gets what he wants, right? Like the next time he wanted an orange cup and I was like, oh yeah, like go look for it. Couldn't find it. I was like, yeah, that's, that's so frustrating. You really wanted the orange cup and you couldn't find it. 
But just relating to him on that human level, just he's a human with prefer- preferences just like me, I noticed that we just communicated and connected better and that the meltdowns were diffused quicker and they would happen less. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with like all of that. And that kind of like brings up so many moments that like we've seen with Rosie and it's just kind of, you know, I admire her. I don't know what to call it, but like, like she is not afraid to say what she wants and like speak her voice and like sometimes we chuckle a little bit and if like we're out in public or like we're around other people and stuff and like she's like you know throwing that out there like no like I want this like we're kind of like okay like sorry like she's just like like that and like you know other people might say that that's kind of like sass or attitude or like why do you let them you know do that but like I love that she feels so confident that she can ask for what she wants And like, it's not anything that's like out of, I don't like, she's not being like, oh, I need like this and this and this and like, she's not like, you know, like a pampered princess and stuff, but it's like, you know, just having preferences. And I think it's so awesome to see that in them and then be able to relate it to our own life and be like, oh, wow. Like I can see that they are having this, I don't want to say problem, but like, like I can see that like they're having this emotion right now for something that they desire. And like, we should, you know, want to encourage that and like, you know, say like, wow, that's awesome that you know what you want. And then also like do that for ourselves. Yes. Like it's, it's very relatable that what they're going through. We not always understand it, but it's relatable. And that's also another thing that I like to teach my moms. It's how do we become the human that we want to raise? We expect our children to be able to manage, I mean, our three-year-olds to be able to manage these emotions like anger and frustration and exhaustion with ease, simplicity. However, as adults, so many of us aren't really able to manage our frustration and anger and emotions with ease. So it's becoming that example because as we know, kids, they, you know, they, they are the example of us. So when we can learn how to do those things, we can actually teach it to our children too. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some other things that you kind of like help guide moms through, you know, like like you said, like being that human that like we want to see, like what does that process kind of look like and um, what are common struggles that they're going through that you're really helping guiding them through? Yeah. I think a lot of the moms come to me, the moms come to me for many different reasons. They're struggling with their marriage, they're struggling with their relationship with their kids, but overall just this feeling of I'm I'm really unhappy and I'm frustrated and I'm annoyed most of the time. I can see how transforming this now can create in two, five, 10 years, a completely different life. That's what it is. The moms who I work with are creating a future that's different because the moments lead into days to weeks to years. So we talk about this blue plate moment, but 20 blue plate moments, changing that all of a sudden creates a different relationship in a different way you're communicating, connecting with your child. So we start off with like, what is happening here? What is the situation? What is the fact? And what are you thinking about it? Because what you're thinking, your interpretation, your story drives how you feel. If you're feeling frustrated or angry, 
it's because of what you're thinking about that. So it's my, he never listens. They're so oppositional. There's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with me. All this whole story, when we don't look at it, that's what we're living out. And similarly, I also help moms. I'm a true believer that our motherhood is just as important as our kids' childhood, right? We are, we are on par with them. I think a lot of times we start to become second or third best in our own life, putting everyone else ahead of, not, of us. But we are actually, once we can put ourselves on the same level as the other people in our family and recognize that our needs and what, we're, what we want is just as important, it actually has a ripple effect to everyone around us. Yeah, I just wrote that down. I love it. Like saying like our motherhood is just as important as our kids' childhood. You know, like that is is such a impactful kind of thing to remember and to to really soak in because I feel like I was losing myself and I was struggling and and just kind of like not sure like where I was going or what was happening and you know that like sense of control and things like that. And I realized like I had to be more than just my daughter's mother. Like I was still my own individual, but yes, I had a daughter. Like it it was I don't I don't know how to explain it, but like it was just like such a journey of like processing that, you know, this was new and like I was allowed to be learning and growing just as much as she was. And this is something that like we're not exposed to until we're in that position. Like you might have friends that are moms, you might have sisters or cousins or things like that. You might know people that are parents and you might even, you know, be an older sibling to like very, very young kids. Like maybe you helped your parents when your sibling was very young, but it's like, it's such a different experience when you are that parent. And when you're going through that journey, and now you have to make these decisions and these actions, like based on what you believe or think or whatever is right. And like, sometimes like if we don't process, you know, like what we want, like beforehand, it's going to come up as like a huge shift and kind of like how do I want to raise them? What do I want to do with them? Like, you know, maybe you've like, kind of, like you said, like you always like wanted to be a mom. Like I felt similar. Like I was like, yes, like I want to be a mom. Like I want to like have kids, but like you don't think of like all the little things that go into it. And it can be like so overwhelming at first if we don't know what we want and we have all those external factors really like flooding into our our newsfeed and just like, you know, other people like bombarding us with like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And so like, I think going internally and really like taking the time to process that is is such a huge part. Yeah. I, I love what you said there. It's that we, we are searching for the answer outside of us. Let me Google it. Let me find this specialist. Let me find the answer so that I'm doing this right. And a huge part of what I teach is that there, there is no right. There is no wrong. It's one thing if it's like brain surgery, there's probably a right way to do it, right? But with parenting or how to respond in this situation or how to handle like picky eating, there is no right or wrong. And another thing that I really love to point out is that like we're living in a, a certain societal construct right now. Early childhood 
classes weren't a thing 20 years ago. Soccer at age 18 months, picky eating classes, organization, the home edit. All of the, a lot of these things provide so much wonderful information, but I also, they're also in and of themselves industries that make money. And just like 20 years ago, there, there was a, you know, the low fat, high carb diet, whatever it is. Like, and that was the thing of the moment. It's, we're always living in the things of the moment. So when we're subscribing to right and wrong, what do I do or not do now? And we're looking outside to the thing of the moment, it's not authentic to us. And, and I think it comes from, like you said, you saying, I'm learning, this is new. Us not being able to give ourselves permission. For example, wow, I just yelled. Really great moms yell sometimes. Of course I yelled. I'm exhausted. I'm trying my best. I'm always looking to improve. We don't talk to ourselves like that. We're like, oh, you idiot. You're messing them up. <laughs> like we talk to ourselves. I like to say like Regina George because I'm a huge Mean Girls fan. You know, like how like, Regina was awful. That's how we speak to ourselves. So when we can give ourselves the permission to be human, similarly, it translates to our kids. Oh, I made a mistake. Sometimes mommy makes mistakes too. Mistakes are okay. I know how to, what to do when I make a mistake because I've seen mommy do it and problem solve it. Yeah. What would you suggest on, you know, if we are talking to ourselves like Regina and we want to kind of like phase that out, like what are some helpful things that we can do in order to kind of like talk to ourselves in a different way, like a more supporting way? Yeah. Um, that's a really great question. So when that thing happens, let's say you yelled um, or you're child only eats bread for dinner, right? And, and none of the vegetables or they will, any of those things happen. It's that I'm a good mom. I'm a good mom learning my th- way through this. Really great moms yell sometimes. Really great moms have kids who only eat white food. Their behavior, what they do is no, has no reflection on my parenting. And similarly, sometimes when I do something that I may not like, I'm human and I can repair. Like I can apologize. I can show them what it's like to be human. Yeah. And then you had also said like that like thing of the moment and kind of like trends like coming at us and stuff. How can we kind of, I don't want to say like necessarily like block them out, but how can we kind of like drop those things of the moment and learn to kind of be more to ourselves and what's going to be sustainable? I think it's, it's so specific for, it's looking within. For example, I have a client who notices when they over, when she um, plans too many things on the weekends that the kids have trouble getting out the door. There's a lot more like, you know, frustration and maybe some more yelling. So she knows for her family that she plans less on the weekends. They only have like one sport, if anything. And by looking within and recognizing what works for us and our family and our personalities, their weekends are more enjoyable. Similarly, it's checking ourselves and what we're making it mean. For example, oh, my, my child will only eat bread for every meal. All of a sudden, you're thinking they're going to become this unhealthy 20-year-old who only eats bread. Like, no, they're probably going to be a 10-year-old who eats dinner multiple things. And they're probably going to be a 30-year-old who eats salmon and vegetables, right? I ate super unhealthy when I was young and I have a pretty well-rounded diet now. So it's checking 
how much energy or, or meaning we're putting into this one specific thing because of, again, what it means about our children, about us in the future, where it's, no, it's fine. What are some things that you and your family do specifically that you've kind of gained as a habit or, or something that's like very useful that you sort of encourage, you know, other moms to do or, or really kind of like, this is something that's, that's made an impact in our life and more people should be like aware of it. Yeah. So I think it's separating. So separating my emotional state from my, my sons, my kids, both of them. So when they're upset or frustrated or annoyed, I'm not mirroring it and meeting it with frustration and annoyance. I'm over here saying I can cope with this. This, I may feel frustrated and I'm not like, you know, you can't just implant a positive mantra. It's not positive thinking, right? It doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't, you don't believe it. So it doesn't work, but it's the idea of, wow, this feels frustrating for me and I can cope with this. And checking in with myself, what do I need right now? Like if I'm starting to feel that overwhelmed, do I need to put myself in the bathroom for 30 seconds? Do I need to request that my husband help? Do I need to take deep breaths? Like what do, what do I need right now? And though it can feel really like a shift focusing on you versus the situation, that is how you start to feel calmer. That is how you start to approach the situations with more ease and patience by like looking in, what do I need right now? And that, and again, that doesn't mean the child quote unquote gets away <laughs> with the behavior, but you notice that when you yell and you react and you, you know, you're angry, it, a, it doesn't get you the result that you want. Maybe sometimes because of fear, it usually like adds fuel to the fire, but it's also not teaching the lesson that you want. Do you want them to not do that thing because they're scared of you? Or do you want them to not do that thing because it's not safe or, you, you know, it's not good to write on the cat, whatever it is, right? So I think that's it. Checking in, what do I need right now? I'm a good mom who can cope with this. This is really frustrating. So many other moms feel frustrated. So many other moms are experiencing this thing right now. I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something so key to remember too. I think a lot of times like we can feel like we're alone. Like how you were saying you were a few weeks postpartum and you were kind of like seeing those women out there like drinking their coffee, like getting ready for yoga or whatnot. And it's like, oh, like I'm never going to be like that or I can't get there. Or like, you know, it's it's such an overwhelming feeling sometimes in those early like weeks, months. And we think it's like so far out of grasp. And I think like sometimes it sucks to hear like, oh, like you'll get there or it will come or don't worry. This is just a season. Like this is just like, you know, it will pass because like in that moment, we're like not even able to kind of like comprehend that like it will pass. Like we're like, but no, like, like again, yeah. like the blue it's the yoga pant plate. moment. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, don't tell me it's fine. Don't tell right. me that I'll be okay. <laughs> Validate and tell me, yeah, this sucks right now. That feels mm-hmm. so annoying. Like yeah. it's okay that it feels this way right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's something too that like, it's hard not to kind of say those things to moms that are going through it after you've kind of like been out of it because you do know like there's going to be another side and you do know it's going to get better and it's not going to be as hard and like things like that. So like what would you kind of suggest, you know, for people supporting a mom that is newly postpartum too 
or, you know, even like having like a mom with mom friends and she's like, oh my gosh, like just pick whatever pants, like, come on, let's go. Like, how can we be more kind of like compassionate for people that are going through those moments and um, really try to like place ourselves on their side and see, and, you know, even with our kids, like being able to kind of like relate to them and communicate with them and see that. So like, what would you suggest kind of being on the other side of it? Yeah. I would say the goal is to not make the person feel better. The goal isn't to make our child to stop crying. The goal isn't to make that mom who feels lonely and exhausted feel happy and supported. The goal is to meet them where they're at so that they feel heard and understood. Just like in that yoga pant moment where I'm like, I, I, this is real for me, right? I also talk about, I have a quite another quick story. Like my son was building a magnetile tower. He spent 20 minutes on it, gets to the top, pushes the magnetile in, the whole thing falls. Me, I'm like, okay, yeah, magnetiles fall. Of course they do. This happens every single day. When I think about a week earlier when I was writing this long email, I spent so long on the perfect wording, computer shuts down, didn't save. Again, if I phoned a friend and she was like, oh, now that you have all the words down, it'll be easy to retype. No, it's, it's in that moment, it feels upsetting and sad and frustrating just like it does for my son in the magnetile tower, just like for that mom who's feeling lonely. Yeah, it is. So I would say instead of trying to talk someone out of how they are feeling, that their feelings, whatever they are, are completely valid and normal and human and relatable. Yeah. I think that's just something that's like kind of like a lost art in a way. And like, you know, I think we're kind of, when we're in those moments, we're told like, oh, like it will be okay. And so like, if you're not, aware of other responses to say it's like a repetitive cycle of like we knew how frustrating it was for somebody to just be like oh come on like it's okay like move on like things like that and we knew it was like frustrating and it's like no like like this sucks but then it's like we find ourselves now when we go to the other side like we're then again saying like those same things because we didn't hear anything else like when we yeah, were going we were all brought up, it. right? Don't yeah. cry. Don't be angry. Don't be mad. Like those feelings are not okay. So we are now adults who are like, oh no, I'm frustrated, sad, mad, annoyed. Like those are not okay. Like what, like make me happy, make me happy. Uh-huh. So again, it's like we want our kids to be able to manage their frustration and anger and all those negative, quote unquote, negative emotions. We need to be over here being able to manage our own. And I think that's what it starts. It's like allowing where I am, just like in that tantrum. This is a frustrating moment. Of course, this is frustrating. Yeah. And I think being able to like, kind of like see our children and learn from them, almost like if we're saying like, oh, we want them to learn this or do that, like we have to do that for ourselves, like just as much. And, you know, it, it's easier, I think, if we've learned and made those realizations like, oh, wow, okay, I see this now. I see why like they're frustrated or having this anger or this emotions going on because like I can relate it to the email, like the pants, like, you know what I mean? I think when we're able to kind of like make those connections and become more aware of those emotions ourselves, we can kind of like help guide them through their own feelings. Yeah, I think that's like right on point. So what is like a final kind of like piece of advice or or something that you have learned through all of your motherhood journey that you would really like to tell new moms? 
I just want everyone who's listening to know that like wherever you are, whatever is happening, like you are doing a good job, right? You're listening to this podcast because you want support. Like you're seeking this out because you are a good mom. So I would say like there's nothing out there. There's no like tip or advice that will make that that's going to make you better because you already are good. So if you can find the reasons, the evidence for all the things that you're already awesome at instead of the places that you're lacking, like that right there will just help you show up and be that mom that you want to be tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, I completely agree on that too. I think sometimes we need that reminder and sometimes you know, it's hard to like see that for ourselves. And when somebody's just like, you're doing great, like you're doing good, even if like you have to kind of tell yourself it in the moment, like, you know, just to hear that and to hear like, we're already like you said, like, you're not going to find like that, like magical, like piece of advice or like something that's really going to like, change your whole life. But like, you can kind of pick and, and go and go in the direction that like you're feeling called to, I would say. And like, you will find the things that you need as they come along. And, and like you said, like, if you're listening to this, like, you're already like, seeking something that like, like they say, um, you know, like the parents that like, are reading the parenting books and stuff, like, they're already like, putting the effort in, like, they're already trying to like, do better and like, like, find things that are like, going to be useful, because like, that's like, who they are and like what they want to do. So I think like when we're kind of like putting that effort through already, we can kind of like see like, I am doing good. Like I am like trying. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Well, how can we reach you and get in contact with you? Yeah. Like so that? the main place I hang out is Instagram at stephanie.rosenfield. Um, I do have a website stephaniercoaching.com. And yeah, those are the two main places that you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.